Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily, hour number two. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster. Everybody surviving, everybody making money. Uh, pretty good pretty good weekend. We'll get into that later in the show as far as the first full weekend of betting in the state goes here in Kansas. Uh, let's talk about K-State. 869-1240, Wildcat fans. K-State, big, big, big winners over Missouri. 40-12 to in a game that was never close. And two weeks in now, boy, we know the identity of the K-State Wildcats, right? They're going to play defense. They're going to pound it down your throat. Do we also know, though, that they may be deficient passing the ball? Tommy, what would you think of that game mm-hmm. against Missouri? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it's time to to stop questioning, all right, what are they going to do throwing the football? There's going to be a time where they're going to, yeah, they're going to have to throw the football at some point, but we know who they are. We This is Kansas State's identity. The Deuce Vaughn experience is in full swing right now and playing solid defense and picking the ball off is what they're going to do. They're going to stop the run and they're going to get interceptions. That's what they did in this game. They picked off Brady Cook four times or picked off Missouri four times. Brady Cook twice uh, in that game on Saturday and Deuce Vaughn ran all over the place. So I guess the question that I have is, does it really matter if Adrian Martinez goes out and throws for a bunch of yards and touchdowns or if they just keep doing what they're doing? Is it going to lead to success? Well, they're going to have to control that if they're ultimately as successful as they are. If, let's say, they got into a game where they got down early, can they throw their way back into it? I'm not sure. We're two games in now. Adrian Martinez is you know, about a 50% passer or less. Um, big plays just don't seem like – big plays through the air don't seem like they're a part of this. Um, I don't know. I mean, Adrian Martinez is, 
is what he now now I will say, fifty seven yards rushing though, keeps things interesting. Yeah. Um, they just. I don't know, and maybe it's a work in progress, and maybe it gets better. Throwing the ball is never going to be the identity of this team, though. It's just not. Not yet. And that's okay. I mean, look, I, I went and found Deuce Vaughn's Heisman number yesterday, and I think it was like plus 700. I, I threw 10 bucks on it, right? Because Deuce Vaughn, I mean, the the opportunity for him is going to be there. One thing that's interesting, we haven't really seen him as a receiver yet, which we know he can do. So that's something that could really help Adrian Martinez. But again, they were so dominant defensively and running the ball. It, that was the that was the path in this game, right? Like you wanted to just mm-hmm. keep pounding Mizzou and and keeping them down, and you know four picks and and God, what did they have in the opener? I don't even remember. It was a ton. Is it seven mm-hmm. or eight picks through the first two games? Like, and by the way, the the ghost of Bill Snyder, I say that tongue in cheek. They're still great on special teams. Like that that Bill Snyder staple is still there. This is still a great special teams team. And so we just we haven't needed the pass game for K-State. That's how good they've been everywhere else. I think the other thing to keep in mind too, you look at the the conditions on Saturday, right? I mean, it's rainy, it's cool. Yep. Um it, that that lends itself to pound the ball, you know, hard-nosed, running the football with your guy, your top dog in Deuce Vaughn, one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the entire country. It didn't lend itself to Adrian Martinez airing the ball out a lot. And again, he didn't have to. He didn't have to a week ago. He didn't have to this weekend. Yeah, okay. We, I, I think I said it myself a week ago. Eventually, he's going to have to. There's going to come a time where he's going to need to. But right now, he doesn't have to. That's not the identity of the team. That's not the direction and the scheme that Colin Klein is going and calling this offense. And it's worked so far. So let's ride that wave and keep it working. Double down on it. I mean, look, Deuce Vaughn ran the ball 24 times. I think if you want to give Deuce Vaughn the ball 34 times, I think you're going to still have a ton of success and have Adrian Martinez throw it 10 times instead of 20. I mean, I, I, I don't think that it, I don't think that the success of this team hinges entirely on Adrian Martinez throwing the football. Well, no, it better not because it's never, I mean, that's not going to be a thing. And this is, you know, this was early in the year. Like, all offseason long, everyone was so excited about Adrian Martinez. And I'm not saying that was misguided or misplaced. What I've always cautioned people, though, is don't think he's going to come in here and do what Skylar Thompson did last year. He's not. Like, that's it's not in his DNA. He's not going to. But he's not turning the ball over, Tommy. And he's, and he's providing something with his legs to keep, you know, the offense dynamic. That's enough right now. Does it stay enough? That's the question we don't know, and, and it's impossible to try to predict that. It's impossible to sit here and guess if they're going to need Adrian Martinez ultimately to be a big-time passer. I don't think that's in there. I never thought it was in there, but not turning it over, controlling the offense, and and keeping defense as honest with the threat of his legs is absolutely possible. And they have so it many is. weapons. So many. It's not just Deuce Vaughn. Right, Philip Brooks and Malik yeah. Knowles are weapons. That's three dynamic playmaking weapons, along with Adrian Martinez and his legs, that will be able to provide this offense some versatility to keep defenses honest. And ultimately, that's all that matters. 
And I think the reason K-State has never gotten enough love this offseason, it's why, you know, they were underpredicted with a fifth-place finish. All the things, right? It's why we've loved their lines in the two opening weeks as far as a betting perspective because their defense is not getting enough love. Their defense is going to be one of the best in the league. They have the best defensive player in the league. And that's the component here that through the first two weeks has just screamed at us is how good this defense is. Yeah, and th- it's just locked down, right? And it, it has been the first couple of weeks, and it, it should continue. Tulane is a, is a good team. They, they're 2-0 yep. as well entering the season. But I, I would anticipate the Kansas State defense continues to play lockdown against Tulane. The big test will come in two weeks when they go on the road to Norman to take on Oklahoma, and we'll really see how locked down the Kansas State defense really is. And, and right now that game plan that they've had – over the first two games has has worked swimmingly. It's been pound the football, take time off the clock, and lock down and shut down drives defensively. And, that, and that's what they've been able to do. Um, the, the big test will be in a couple of weeks. I know that Kansas State fans have September 24th circled on their calendar. Like, that's the true, real test on the road, you start the season with three games inside Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Then you go on the road to Norman. Brent Venables has Kansas State ties. You know, his first year in Norman with the Sooners. And really, I think that's when we're going to get the real litmus test of, okay, are we looking at a Kansas State Wildcats team that is truly at the top tier of the Big 12 and can compete for a Big 12 title, or are they still kind of middle of the road? And so that's really what I'm I'm looking forward to, to see if this game plan, this philosophy of hard-nosed defense and run the football with Deuce Vaughn will carry them throughout the entire season. Well, let's just let's just look at it. I mean, let's just think about it. You know, we saw Baylor really struggle. BYU's good, but Baylor really struggled in that game offensively. Mm-hmm. We just saw Kansas beat West Virginia. Not that anybody has Kansas or West Virginia in this conversation, but when we talk about Big 12 contenders, Oklahoma has looked good. Um, Oklahoma State has handled business. Texas Tech had a big win at Houston. I don't think they're a contender. Texas, I mean, look, they opened everybody's eyes, right? Like, they they hung with Alabama. Yeah. I don't know what to take away from that, uh, other than their defense played really well. But I, I think you at least have to pay attention enough to it to say, okay, fine, they're contenders. So it's the same, you know, it's the same people we thought it was going to be, right? Texas. Oklahoma State, maybe TCU gets into the mix there. They've looked pretty dang good over the first two weeks. I think that's worth paying attention to. But TCU, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Kansas State. Those are the teams I think people would generally say are contenders in this league. Absolutely, Kansas State is a contender in that conversation. I mean, there's no question about that. If like who Of that group, neutral field, who at this point, through what we've seen so far, are you definitively saying, yeah, I'd take that team over Kansas State? <laughs> I don't know definitively if there is one. I mean, maybe There's Oklahoma not. State. Like, maybe Oklahoma State. They might be the in, in the best position after two weeks out of everybody else. Um, I mean, they, they looked pretty solid against Arizona State, and Herm Edwards has, you know, a, a solid team, you know, down there um, with, with, with Arizona State. I would say maybe... OSU is in the best position in the Big 12. That would have been the team I picked coming in. Um, So, yeah, I'd agree with you in that. 
But I'm not I, – the, the, the reality is if we're not afraid of anybody, K-State for sure isn't afraid of anybody. And K-State has such a defined way that it wants to play. And if it plays that way and you fall into that game plan, they're going to beat you. It, it, it would look like and appear to me through two games something that we can take away as a general observation about K-State. Is it if they play a tight game, it's going to be advantage K-State. The path to beating K-State is going to be getting up on them early and making them throw the football. That's what it appears like through two weeks. Way too early, but from a bird's eye view. And the way that K-State plays defensively, it's going to make it really hard for a team to do that to them. It's going to take fluky stuff, right? Like a couple of busted coverages or a big special teams player, something like that would have to present that scenario. And then I think the biggest thing for me is what happens when a team is able to defend the run well? Because through two games, it's been a joke. And, and you know, it's South Dakota and Missouri. Like, eh. you know, I don't, I don't know then. if I don't know what kind of run defense Tulane has, and we'll get into that later in the week as we start to look ahead to them. But if there's a team that, you know, plays the run really well. What does that then present for K-State? Those are the kinds of things I don't think we know the answers to yet. But what we do know is that if K-State plays the way it wants to and defends well, they're going to be really, really hard to beat. Really hard to beat. And I don't know when the conversations will begin about Deuce Vaughn being a Heisman candidate nationally. Of course, we all think of him that way. He's an All-American. But it's going to happen soon, right? Because... He's going to enter himself into that conversation. And if he starts catching the ball and just piling up gaudy numbers all year and K-State keeps winning games, he's going to have to be in that conversation. And, you know, he, we, he's the straw that stirs the drink. We know that. We've all known that. We've always known that. But K-State's playing the way it wants to, to a T right now. I don't know what we're going to see out of Adrian Martinez, and I don't know, quite frankly, how much Colin Klein even wants to throw it. They definitely tried to throw it a little more in this game. Didn't go well again. And I don't know what that means. I really don't. Because this is about what I expected out of Adrian Martinez, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, at his best, he doesn't turn the ball over, which I know he hasn't done that historically, but for K-State. And he keeps defenses on us with his legs. We just got to see if he's capable of the big offensive shot plays and those kinds of things. Look, I, I don't know Adrian Martinez. I don't claim to know what's in his head right now, but I would think if it were me, I would think that there's a part of him. Yeah, sure. He wants to go out and put up big numbers. He wants to throw a bunch of touchdowns and a bunch of yards. But if I'm him, there's part of me that's thinking, hey, uh, this is a better situation for me than the train wreck up in Lincoln that I was a part of with Scott Frost, where you know, I'm the quarterback for Big Red and I'm turning the ball over and people are angry at me. And, you know, I go down to Manhattan and I'm kind of a game manager and I'm not the I'm not the focal point of the offense. I don't have all eyes on me. I do what I need to do. But Deuce Vaughn and, and the, the running attack is going to take over and we'll let the defense do their thing. <laughs> I mean, that's probably not a true, you know, competitor nature. But for me, I'm thinking, man, this is a little bit of a better situation for Adrian Martinez than what he had before. There, there, I don't think there's any doubt that he came to Kansas State to win games and to be a part of something special. Um, I don't know what his ultimate aspirations or expectations for himself are. 
But that's why they got him, and that's why he wanted to come there. Experienced quarterback that can help them accomplish what they need to when they have a gap at that position, a clear gap at that position in the moment. Yes, I think we can all say safely that getting out of Nebraska is probably a healthy thing for a player to do. <laughs> and that's a good thing. I mean, what a train wreck. It, we jo- Could you imagine lighting millions of dollars on fire because you suck so hard that you can't just suck a little bit less to get a few more weeks in to save yourself millions mm. of dollars? I, I mean, one, it's such a joke when we talk about tuition and players being paid and all the ridiculous, ridiculous things that colleges spend their money on. Are you kidding me, Nebraska? You can't like, what do you think is going to happen in the next few weeks? You think it's going to be any different without Scott Frost there that you couldn't wait a couple more weeks to literally light money on fire. God, that drives me nuts. But yeah, getting out of there, it's a healthy thing to do. That's why, like, listen, Kleiman and Leipold are both going to get rumored around Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska. Why would anybody leave a good situation to go there? You're, it's like Urban Meyer or bust. Like, you have to put in two collective S shows to, to, to get that thing together. Like, let's just get—who's going to go—like, who's leaving a successful program to go to Nebraska right now? There are so many names that are being rumored. Like, oh, it's I, ridiculous. You open up, you open up social media, and there's like 25 names. Like, it doesn't matter. You could be a coordinator for whatever school at whatever part of the country, and your name's going to be rumored. You know, to be a part of this. I've heard obviously Leipold and Kleiman, Matt Campbell at Iowa State, Bill O'Brien, uh, the guy from Arkansas. Urban Meyer, like Dave Aranda at Baylor. Dave Aranda is not leaving Baylor. I just want to make Why that very would clear. You? Why would you leave Baylor to go to Nebraska? And you mentioned, you know, hell, it's healthy for a player like Adrian Martinez to leave Nebraska. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably healthy for Scott Frost to get out of Nebraska. Like, yeah, he had a terrible tenure uh, for the Cornhuskers, but he's, yeah, he's he better off not being there. By, by some reports, didn't help himself off the field either. Um, like, I just, it you're gonna have to bring yeah Bill O'Brien or Urban Meyer like that's what it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be somebody who's in a mess of a situation, of in their own right. Like let's just you, let's just turn a turn a blind eye to to everything and and we'll try and rehash it. Or yeah, go get a coordinator. Yeah, sure, a coordinator would leave. That's that's it. But as it pertains to the to the coaches that we follow, Leipold and Kleiman. I don't see either of those guys who are lifers who have won so many games over their careers at different levels of college football who clearly value winning. I would be stunned if either of those guys would go to Nebraska. Now, look, I don't know. You know, maybe Nebraska can triple their salary, double their like do some ridiculous thing like that. Maybe. And maybe at some point you got to be like, oh, how do I turn that down? But no. I mean, you're talking about, for K-State and KU, you're talking about two programs on the come. Two program. And by the way, Lance Leipold, I mean, uh, uh, sorry, Chris Kleiman, if K-State continues on the trajectory, I think that we feel like they will. He's going to be rumored for way better jobs than Nebraska. Okay, let's just get that out on the table right now because that, that is the reality. 
he'll have better opportunities than Nebraska. I don't know what his end game is because for both of those guys, you know, they stuck it out for so long and established themselves at the lower levels. They're not spring chickens, right? They're in the middle of one rebuild. So do you really want to stop that and then go to another rebuild? Or do you just want to, you know, play it out and try and continue to build what you've got? KU and K-State are both fully capable of paying a coach a whole lot of money, and will, if that's what it comes down to. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. I, it's honestly like on a scale of 1 to 10 on how worried I would be that either Kleiman or Leipold would get poached, it would be a 1. The only people in the world that think that might happen are Nebraska fans because they continue to inflate what Nebraska football is. It's not, and I don't think they're leaving. Sorry to go off on that tangent, but my goodness. <laughs> no. That's all right. I, I would disagree slightly. I think Kleiman's a one. I mean, I, actually, I think Kleiman's a zero. Chris Kleiman's not going to Nebraska. It's not going to happen. His athletic director is Gene Taylor. They've worked together for years. Like, they, they came to Kansas State basically together uh, for this job. He's got a great situation there. He's loved in Manhattan, and it, he's, not, he's not leaving. It's not going to happen. I would put Leipold more like a three or a four. Like, I think it's a little bit more likely that, that Leipold I'm not saying he will, but might be entertained by that. I mean, he coached at Nebraska. You know, he's been there before. He's spent a lot of time in that state. Ton of connections there. The oh, I think one of the big things, I mean, he's he's committed to Kansas, and Kansas is committed to him long-term. They gave him an extension. But I think the other thing to keep in mind is that Leipold's buyout, if he were to leave for any other job right now, Nebraska or otherwise, He's basically forfeiting every dime he's made during his tenure at Kansas. Like the buyout's like $5 million, which is basically everything he's made while being at Kansas. So that, that might be, that might preclude him a little bit from the job, but Hey, you know, contracts are made for people to get out of. Right. So you never know. I I do think Leipold will stay at Kansas, but I think he's more intriguing to watch as a candidate than Kleiman is. He is. If Leipold, if, if Kansas continues and he's the guy that gets that program turned around, he will become the hottest coach in college football. Without a doubt. Don't waste it for Nebraska, right? Like, I get going to the Big Ten and all the money that's going and being infused into those leagues. But when you've waited forever for this opportunity and you're as successful as those two guys have been over their careers at different levels— you do not blow your opportunity for Nebraska in its current state. You just don't. Not when you're in the right direction in both those other jobs. Really think about this. If K-State does what we think they're capable of doing, if KU gets it turned around and wins, you know, six games, five, six games, and then continues that momentum for another year, both of these guys are going to be as big a named candidates as there are across the country for desperate teams looking for coaches. They got to know that. You just don't waste the momentum you're creating for Nebraska. Why? Like, what about Nebraska gives you any hope that you could get it turned around there? What is possibly happening in Nebraska in the, in the state of college athletics, in the way everything's going, what would make you think you could go to Nebraska and succeed? Uh, Based on I a don't. history of 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah. 
living in the living in the nineties. I mean, hey, I mentioned it on uh, on Twitter last night. The Nebraska Cornhuskers are the Dallas Cowboys of the college ranks. Like it's living in the nineties. It's you know a huge fan base that thinks that things are going to go back to the prime. Um, I don't see it. I don't see life. Except the Cowboys or- don't have to recruit players to come play for them, right? Like you, you have got to get kids to compete with with the SEC. Like, how are you ever going to get now? Because the reality is, what should happen in Nebraska, what they should do is follow the KU or K State model and how they handled their situations. It took KU a long time to get there, right? They they had to go through a lot of flashy BS before they finally got to Lance Leipold, which was always the right thing to do in the first place. Kansas State didn't take that long. They went and said, we got to have a winner. We got to have a winner. We're going to make a bold step to bring this winner out of a different rank, but we know he's a winner. We know he's a high culture guy, and we know he's going to be able to win without five-star recruits. That's what Nebraska is going to have to do. Nebraska is not getting five-star recruits. They're not. Not going to happen. So go figure out how to win with two- and three-star recruits and build it up and own the transfer portal and use NIL and pay some dang players. Like, make it, you know, you're going to have to do it that way. They'll they'll watch. You watch. They'll go hire, like, Urban Meyer or something. It's going to happen because nobody else that's winning games right now is going to want to go to Nebraska. 869-1240, Cat fans, Jayhawk fans, Chief fans, we've gone through them all. What do you think? 869-1240 is the number to call. We'll continue with observations from the football weekend from a broader perspective. Nationally, college football, any major takeaways. NFL will continue the conversation. It's Sports Daily, Albrockton Caster on a Monday. We'll be right back. with you through a Monday here on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Chad Chambers producing for you. Got a big week coming up. Talk to Dan Israel tomorrow. Kansas City Chiefs radio network. You heard the Chiefs right here on Odyssey, KNSS. Whoop up on the Cardinals. Talk about that uh, right out of the start of the gates. That was certainly a big NFL storyline. Uh, we gave you our biggest NFL storylines. I want to talk a little bit about the NFL in this segment too, but Tommy, it was a wild weekend in college football. Bama almost goes down. Texas almost pulled it off. I was wrong about that game. Uh, I think everybody was. Ohio State looked good, but we had some things happening, right? Notre Dame lost at home. Texas to, to Marshall. Texas A&M lost at home to App State. App State almost beat North Carolina last week. What in the world, what in the world was going on with some of these games in college football over the weekend? Wild stuff. Yeah, it it was insane. Um, You know, especially that Bama game. I mean, that was the most undisciplined I think I've ever seen Alabama play. Uh, And it, I mean, it was just insane. I mean, the most penalties in the Nick Saban era, um, it, well, it was bizarre. You and I talked about it last week, what that spread was. You know, I think it was like 20 and a half points was the line going into the game. And man, I think everybody was like, oh, there's, you know, there's no way 
that uh, that that won't cover. There's no way Alabama won't just go into Austin and roll. And that didn't happen. And right now, and this is the crazy thing about it, Jacob, is like we're 48 hours removed from that game. And I still don't know what happened. Like, I, I still don't. I don't know if I if I can pinpoint why it happened the way that it did and what it means for Alabama going forward. Like I'm I might I might say I'm stumped on this one a little bit. I'll tell you what I think it says is I look at it two ways. Does it say more about Texas or does it say more about Alabama? Good for Texas, right? I think it says more about Alabama. I I, I didn't see them as the, the the like we talked about this when it like they were the third biggest favorite to win a national title in the last 20 years. Right. I haven't felt that way in the off season. Right. So I, I think it says more about Alabama. I don't, I don't see Alabama going unbeaten this year and I never mm-hmm. have. That's why I wouldn't make that bet on Alabama. Good for Texas. I, the second Texas goes to the sec, I'm going to root for Texas. Right. I, I, I just, because I, it's, it's whatever maybe. And I, and I do think I'm in the minority on that. But I want like you get through that betting aside. I'm like, get them, Texas. Like, let's go because I want to see the SEC, you know, old SEC fail a little bit. I want to I want to see Texas when they go in there win games. I don't like OU, but I want to see them beat up on SEC teams. It's going to be hard for me to shake that even when they're a part of that league. But I think it says more out of, about Alabama, and I don't think Alabama is this overwhelming favorite this year. They may make it through unbeaten. But this isn't like 2018 Alabama to me. Um, it's just I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe it was a bad game for them. I think Texas maybe defensively is probably a little more daunting than we thought. But I think it says more about Alabama in the way of that they don't feel like that big a favorite to me. So let me let me ask you this. Knowing what we know now after two weeks of the college football season, knowing the way that Alabama very nearly lost and maybe should have lost to Texas. Is Georgia the best team in America? Like, do you now put them over Alabama? Georgia, and I get it. I get why we um, maybe overlooked them a little bit because Alabama returned a bunch and Georgia, you know, sent a ton of guys to the NFL from that defense, which was just ridiculous a year ago. But yeah, because they've been recruiting at a high level right there with anybody, Ohio State and Alabama included. So there is absolutely within reason to expect, because Bennett's back, right? But it's absolutely reasonable to expect that they just restock and reload. They're recruiting Mm -hmm. at that level now. So yeah, if Georgia and Alabama play today on a neutral field, I'm going to take Georgia. I mean, I am. Because if Texas defense gave Alabama problems, Georgia's is really going to give them problems. Georgia is, you know, they played Samford. But remember, remember that they played Oregon two weeks ago yeah. and beat them 49-3, to right? So they've allowed three points in two games, and one of those was Oregon, who, by the way, turned around and scored 70 in their second game of the season. So, yes, I think Georgia's the best team in the country, and, yes, I would pick Georgia in a game against Alabama, and I don't know that Georgia's this overwhelming juggernaut either. Again, it says more about Alabama that in that game to me, from what I saw, um, I, I, another another thing that I'm watching that I'm that I'm starting to come around to. 
I, I think, and I've always thought Lincoln Riley was going to be an absolute slam dunk at USC. Like, it is going to work for him. I think it might work this year. I think USC is probably in the, if I had to pick four teams right now for the CFP, I think USC for me would be one of those four. Really? Their path to get there is too appetizing. What what really scares you in the Pac-12 right now? Oregon probably would be the one, right? But USC is going to. I mean, and they got he brought in so many good players there to help get them where they needed to be quickly. I I just I think they're going to have a path to win out going through the Pac-12. I mean, I think that 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 potential is on the table. But when I look at like those four in the CFP, I'm like, okay, well, who who is USC going to replace? Like, who's the fourth team out or which team is going to fall off? And maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe Michigan, you know, might be a team that, I mean, they looked good. Uh, I mean, they played Hawaii, uh, but they looked really good, good over the weekend. That, that's, they didn't you cover. Know. I took Hawaii <laughs> plus 51. <laughs> so God, you know, betting's yeah, I mean, nuts. What are you uh, going to do there? But I don't know. I look at who else, who else can drop off for a team like USC to get there. And I was also thinking about like, which is a more devastating loss in week two? Is it Notre Dame losing at home to Marshall or is it Texas A&M losing at home to Appalachian state? And yeah, I, I'm going to go A&M uh, because of what the, because of what the sec is and the App expectations in college though. station. You think, think so? App State's better than Mar- yeah, App state almost beat North Carolina in week one, like North Carolina's escaped app state. Yeah, but Notre Dame, Notre Dame has the luxury of saying, hey, Marcus Freeman is new. He's still installing his culture. There's going to be some growing pains. Jimbo Fisher is entrenched in College Station. Like, there, in, in, in no reality should Texas A&M be losing at home to Appalachian State. Shouldn't happen. Well, no, and Notre Dame shouldn't be losing at home to Marshall either. But I get what you're but saying. You, It'll be a bigger you have a, the right. reaction and the and the ripple from it is definitely worse for A and M. There's no question yeah. about that. I I look at USC's schedule. They're going to go to Utah. It's going to be tough, and they play Notre Dame. Um, I just if if USC makes it through, they're getting in the CFP. They will not leave out an unbeaten USC. They won't. It, I mean, there's too much too much TV appeal to that. So I think their path just looks good. Um, you know, to be one of the unbeaten teams. That's why I like USC. I just, I think it's working for Lincoln Riley early. I, I see them getting better. He got his, his guy, Caleb Williams, to come there. And they just, they're in good shape. They're in good shape to keep winning. Um that was the other observation for me in college football. And it was a slight one because I didn't get to, I was at the fair. I didn't, I wasn't locked into that game uh, by any means, just, just sort of from afar looking at it. Uh, Ohio state will be interesting. I, you know, what, what teams are, and there will be other teams in the mix, but we know Ohio state's going to be in the mix. We know Michigan's going to be in the mix. We know George and Alabama are going to be in the mix. I just, there's nothing that doesn't make me think USC is going to be in the mix. I just I think that they are, and in the Big Twelve, it's going to take an unbeaten team. I think, um, you know, I, I don't think a one-loss Big Twelve team's chances are very good. So, 
God, give me the expanded playoff for the love of God, because that's such a <laughs> stupid thing to say. Like, it's such a stupid thing to say that a one-loss Big 12 team wouldn't be in the mix, but I don't think that they will be, and that sucks. Um, that's, that, that's not good for college football to the, to the haters of an expanded playoff. That's bad. Like, it doesn't make more people watch that way. It makes more people want to watch Texas, now, even with a loss there to Alabama that Texas could get in with a loss. I don't think Texas isn't going to win all the rest of its games. But well, I look at yeah, I look at Baylor. I mean, you know, they're they're ninth in the country. They're going to yeah. ultimately they're more done. than likely be a one-loss team. They're going to miss out. They're um, done. They're, they're done. It's, they're it's done in September week 12th and a team that could legitimately be a top team knows they can't get in. That yep. is not good for college football. That is a stupid way to determine a champion. It is. You you will never convince me otherwise. It, that is dumb. Anyway, uh, it'll be over soon enough. It'll be over soon enough. All right, let's jump back up to the NFL. Look around the league a little bit. What did we see? Tommy mentioned the Vikings earlier is his NFC favorite. Maybe an overreaction. I've got the Cowboys picking in the top 10 of the draft as an overreaction. I think that's an appropriate reaction, actually. What else did we see? Uh, There's some very drunk games. Bengals Steelers, I'm looking at you. It was a wild opening weekend. How'd your bets go? We'll talk about it all next on Sports Daily. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, man, I got to tell you, so red zone last night. I, I yeah, We have all our crazy bets, and everybody's betting through the promos and everything. Far more action than I would ever have. And, you know, I, I had the Colts and the Saints and the and the Bengals all in, like, on their money line on this crazy parlay. And I threw that one in the trash, and all of a sudden they're all coming back, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to survive this. And then the Bengals miss extra points and miss field goals and you're just like wow what in the would that that about 20 minutes coming through the end of the early window tommy was i'm surprised i didn't have a heart attack and i'm here this morning we'll just put it that way <laughs> it was wild i mean i don't think i've ever seen an opening week quite like that you know I've, i have a bunch of bets too from over the weekend a couple of them hit i mean i had the the bucks to cover the spread against the the cowboys which which obviously happened um i think what was crazier for me kind of aside from the betting world is i'm in a, a survivor pool a pick em league and i think we have like 135 oh, entries no. in the league there's 46 remaining after week one wow. um, and i think i had five picks in and i'm down to one jeez Jeez, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the the Panthers, from a betting perspective, were my biggest letdown. Uh, the Bengals a little bit, but I made money with the Vikings. I certainly made money on the game last night. Uh, player props, I did really well. It, it was a good opening weekend, but the, the wacky stuff is so hard to hit in the NFL. And you say I've never seen a weekend like it. Just wait till next weekend because it'll happen again. Mm. Uh, one more game on the slate, Broncos-Seahawks. Let's talk about that game for a little bit. You got the Broncos favored by six and a half, which I have a piece of uh, betting wise. That was the very first bet I made. Quite honestly, I just looked at and I was like, yep, Seahawks suck. I'm taking that Um, 44 points. I've seen the under a lot of people really like on that from just the football perspective. It's the revenge game, right? It's Russell Wilson's revenge game. And I guess it's Noah Fant's revenge game, too, for Seattle. But it's it's the revenge game for Russ. There's been a lot of conversation that. You know, maybe Seattle wasn't bought into him. I mean, the bulletin board material is there for Russ. Oh, and by the way, they're way better roster than Seattle right now. It really is. And and revenge game for Russ, but also I think it's a defining game for a new era in Denver. Like, I think that the, the narrative has been, hey, the Broncos have been fairly close for the last couple of years, minus a franchise quarterback. And Mm -hmm. they have their franchise quarterback now, at least for the next several years. So I think that that is a, I mean, that's gotta be a huge motivating, motivating factor. Like look at the money we gave to Russ Wilson. We have committed to him. We feel like he's the missing link to get us over the hump. And, and I think that this first game will define that for them a little bit. And so they want to have a strong showing going out in, in week one. So I like the Broncos to cover the spread, but I like the under. 
I I, I yeah. don't think that there's going to be a ton of points put up in this game on their defense. Yeah, most yep, most people like the under. Our our BetQL people I know like the under. I've seen the under a very popular thing. I I don't know that I'll go there yet. I'm for sure taking the Broncos in the game though. Um, the thing about it is with Denver for me, and I don't. I've never thought Denver was going to come in and be better than the Chiefs, better than the Chargers, maybe even better than the Raiders, but I've always thought they'd be better because their roster's good. They have a lot of really good players on that roster. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy leading a receiving core. Sign me up for that, right? Uh, Javante Williams, I think, is as talented a young back as there is in this league. Sign me up for that. The line's pretty good. We know the defense has been good, right? They've been really good. They chose not to go quarterback and went – defense last year in a move that looks like it will be good for them now that they have Russell Wilson. I don't think Russell Wilson has to be Super Bowl Russell Wilson. I think he's just got to be, you know, quite a bit better than what they've had. But I think that is definitely achievable. Even if Russ has lost a little bit, that's still better than Drew Locke and, you know, and Teddy Bridgewater for what he was able to provide, isn't it? I mean, He's going to be better even if he isn't the old Russ. Even if he's just slightly less than the old Russ, it's going to be better than what they've had. Yeah, and now I, I do think that you're you're looking at a, a team that has a running back in Javante Williams that is incredibly dynamic. And, you know, we saw flashes of that last year. We sort of saw him break out. And, you know, I, I know that there was a lot of debate a year ago about, all right, Melvin Gordon is established. We know what he can do, but man, we got this kid here and Javante Williams. Um, maybe it's maybe we're getting close to the time to give him the keys to the car and let him drive. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that this year. I, so I, I think agree he with had you. The keys they brought back Melvin Gordon. He had the keys last year, and I'm a little because con- I, I I've all I'm all over him in fantasy football. And if if yeah. Melvin Gordon wasn't there, he'd been like a top five pick. Yeah. But I will yeah, say, no, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett's the coach, and he liked to, to even the carries when he was in Green Bay. So I, I don't think it's going to be like a 80-20. I think, I think they're still going to split it. I think Javante will get more, but I don't think it's going to be like he's going to dominate the backfield. No, but you've got the talent level there to where with what Javante can bring, and then you know Melvin Gordon, uh, of course, is established. I agree with you. You don't have to lean on Russell Wilson to go out and be the best quarterback in football to win to win games for this team. You just don't. It'll be a nice display. I'm betting more as much about Seattle sucking as I am about Denver being awesome in this game, by the way. I've loved Denver in the in the bet because I think Seattle's going to be terrible. I think they want to be terrible. I think they're doing everything they can to be terrible. Uh, 869-1240. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Wild and crazy Monday edition after a wild and crazy weekend of football. We'll get you set for the day when we get back. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.